everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. Uh, yesterday's podcast, I discussed that I purchased a brand new um, truck. If you haven't listened to that podcast, definitely check it out. Uh, today though, because um, I'm currently still waiting for the truck to be shipped to me, about two weeks, maybe three weeks max, hopefully. Um, but today, um, I ended up working on the ranch. So for those of you that are unaware, um, we own a lot of land. Um, so we own obviously a ranch and um, we raise cattle and sheep. That's mostly what we raise. And the, the way it kind of works is, at least for us and how we have it structured, um, at any one time we can have over 500 sheep. That's a lot of sheep, guys. Over 500 sheep. And what we do is um, we sell our sheep to actually normally the next island over from us. Um, there is a, um, a point contact guy that we deal with, I should say, um, that will come over and he basically buys hundreds and hundreds of head of sheep at a time. And um, we sell to him at a wholesale price. And then he ships them over to the next island. Uh, he has a holding area for them. And then what he does essentially is broker them to all the restaurants um, on the next island. Um, so that's kind of how the chain works for us. Um, we raise them. We take care of them. We do what we have to do. Uh, you know, we manage the ranch, obviously. Uh, and then, you know, when it's time to sell, uh, they come over. And we just load up hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sheep at a time. And, um, yeah, they get shipped over live. Um, they hold them until they're brokered off to the restaurants. And then from there, they um, slaughter and, you know, do what they have to do with the um, the meat. And, the, and then, obviously, the restaurants make their money back from all the, um, the business they get, um, you know, through their restaurant. Um, so... Uh, that works out very well. Um, there's also a um, another um, point man, I should say, here locally um, that will also buy hundreds of sheep from us. Um, so that's kind of the the chain, I should say, as far as how we um, you know raise and market and sell our sheep. Uh, now on the other side, we have cattle. Uh, we do have a lot of cattle, and um, we sell cattle as well. So we'll sell cattle to anyone. Obviously, uh, we sell cattle to individuals that just need, you know, maybe they need a bull for their herd or, um, you know, if they need uh, meat. Um, yeah. And then not only that, we can also we also sell to the local market. Uh, it goes to a slaughterhouse and it's, uh, you know, uh, based on price per pound. Essentially, that's kind of the same way as far as the sheep is sold. Um, we it, it's kind of kind of um, weird because. <clears throat> the cattle we sell um, per pound, right? So if a if we have a steer that weighs twelve hundred to thirteen hundred pounds, um, obviously we have a price point that gets sold for per pound. With the sheep, though, um, it's a little bit more different. Um, essentially, we're selling by the pound, but because we sell wholesale, uh, what we've done is basically made a flat f price for the sheep that we sell. Because then it makes it easier for them and for us. So give or take, there will be some sheep that are a little bit smaller than others. And there's going to be some sheep that are way bigger than the others. And so in the end, they all even out, right? So having a kind of a flat fee um, per head of sheep works out pretty well for everyone.
and also the the people that buy it for us are getting it such a great deal, you know, so they're able to make money on top of us from the meat. Um, but today, I spent uh, a little over hmm, a little over ten hours today, um, working on the ranch fixing fence lines. So we literally have miles and miles and miles of fence line, guys. It just seems like it just never stops. <laughs> Uh, so today was basically just me out on the ranch with my work truck. I, ha I do have a older um, Chevy 1500 four-wheel drive truck. It's a beater, and I use that for the ranch. There's no license plates. It's not registered. There's no insurance. You don't need any of that because it stays on the ranch. It doesn't go anywhere else. It's basically just got a bunch of fencing tools in it. Um, you guys have may maybe have seen that um, truck in some of my YouTube videos. Um, but yeah, uh, spent the whole day. Um, out there, I'm running new fence lines and barbed wire um, because over time, because there's, you know, there's so much fence and some of the fence is older, some of the fence is newer, um, you know, you're always maintaining your fence line, you know, because we do have sheep and cattle, obviously. And so today I spent a lot of time um, kind of just going through the fence line, starting at one point. And what I normally do is I'll start at one, one, one section and I'll drive, drive all the way down it. Um, just to kind of inspect it, to just kind of get an idea of what I'm facing and, you know, how much, you know, um, bob wire or hog wire I will need, um, you know, that kind of stuff, just to kind of see what I'm dealing with. Uh, and then I'll usually go back to where I started and then I will start, um, if, if the fence line was, or the fencing wire is semi-new but got broken from either cattle or whatever maybe, um, I'll make a splice in the wire. And then restretch the line and uh, make sure everything is secure. Um, but if the line is too damaged or too old or too rusty, um, I'll actually just install a new line. Uh, so today, I think I ended up put, installing a little over, oh man, I think a little over 2,000 feet of bob wire. Yeah, I think over 2,000 feet of bob wire. And um, I probably installed, oh man, maybe... I don't know, 400 plus fence clips. Uh, <laughs> and a, I went through a whole bucket of fencing nails. Uh, so, you know, maintaining a ranch, you know, obviously costs money, right? Fencing wire is not cheap, especially when you have a lot of property and a lot of fencing to do all the time. So we buy a lot of fencing materials because we're always fencing. <laughs> it seems like it's never ending. Um, but today I was able to catch up because... Uh, we had a lot of areas that were um, broken or just wore out or rotten. And so I ended up running a bunch of new um, bob wire lines, making everything nice and tight, securing it. Um, that way we can keep our animals in, obviously, and keep the neighbor's animals out. <laughs> so it works both ways, I guess you could say. Uh, so yeah, did a lot of that today. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, here where I'm at, the... There's only certain sections that are kind of flat. The rest is you're really going up and down some really steep hills and the terrain changes like nonstop. So you're always going up, down, and we got big boulders and rocks hitting it, hidden in the grass. Um, so, you know, it's just a matter of just taking your time, working through it all, and getting it done, you know, obviously. So, yeah, that was pretty much my day, and it's been super windy, guys. I mean, it is whipping wind still yet right now as we speak. It is insane how windy it is. In fact, it is so windy outside. If I didn't have like a beanie, I have like one of those um, really um, 
I don't know how you say it, like kind of fur beanie things, and it covers my ears. That's the only way I'm able to work outside in this, the high winds that we have. Because when you have that windy noise in your ear, you know, for hours on end, it wears you out. It absolutely wears you out because of the noise and the wind, right? Um, so by having something that covers my head and covers my ears, um, it really uh, makes everything a lot easier because I don't hear the wind, right? So it makes it a lot more tolerable. And then um, it is a little chilly here in Hawaii. It's, you know, it's not freezing like the mainland where you got snow and stuff, but uh, it is chilly here. So I just um, put sweat, um, you know, sweat clothes on, jeans and boots, work boots and stuff, just to try to stay as warm as possible and stay out of the elements from the wind. And that worked out pretty good today. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Now, um, I was able to repair one, two, two really big sections of fencing. Two really, really big um, sections. Um, there is one more section actually above my my house. Um, there's a it's a really long section um, that has to ha has to get repaired. I wasn't able to get to it today um, because I did so much already. Um, I was kind of wore out from just being in the wind, obviously, and walking in the grass and rocks and just fencing alone. Right, it, it, it takes it takes its toll on you for sure. Uh, and then also I basically burned through one whole tank of gas in my truck, my work truck, um, the fencing truck. Uh, so I got to get more gas in the morning. Um, but there's a section above my house that's pretty long. And the, that fence line, essentially we haven't had to do too much to for a lot of years um, because it's been in pretty decent shape. But that has come to an end now. That fence line up there is finally at its end of its life. And it's pretty um, busted up. There's a lot of big holes in the fence. Uh, we have sheep on the other side. Luckily, there is nobody owns that property. It's just a, it, there's no, it's just a really big open grass pasture next to us. Um, so we do have a bunch of sheep over there right now as we speak. Um, so tomorrow, my game plan is to get on that side and chase them back through all the holes that we have, um, and then I can close up and start putting all new fencing. So tomorrow. If, if I feel pretty good about it um, and the wind's not too bad, I'm going to start running a bunch of new um, strands of bob wire. I'll probably run maybe, uh, I would say maybe 4,000 feet of bob wire tomorrow. And then also probably um, at least maybe 400 to 1,000 feet of hog wire. That's a lot of fencing, guys. And I'm doing it all by myself right? It's definitely doable as long as you have the right tools and stuff like that, you know. Um, having the right tools really makes the job go a lot smoother and faster um, and that kind of thing. So, you know, if you're doing fencing the hard way, um, rethink your process because there's easier ways to do it, you know. It's still hard and depending on the terrain you're on, um, but, you know, there is easier ways, obviously. Um, so, yeah, um, tomorrow that is my game plan if um, I feel pretty good about it tomorrow. Uh, the other thing is, is that, so the sheep, the sheep have a lot of um, wool or fur on them. And so the bob wire really doesn't affect the sheep, right? Because they have a cushion, right? Essentially, it's like a pillow, you know, a pillow all the way around them, you know, so they, they don't feel it too much. So a lot of times what happens is, especially with the older rusty fence that we have, um, what they'll do is they'll try to find an area that's a little loose 
and then they'll work their way to get through it. And then once they work their way through it, their hair will ball up on the bob wire. And essentially it makes it very smooth because there's no barbs anymore because the hair is wrapped around the bob wire. And then once the hair wraps around the bob wire, um, they can just slide in and out. And then when you have, you know, a couple hundred sheep sliding in and out of the, that one section, the fence line gets looser and looser and looser. And then it gets to a point where they can just basically freely walk through because there's so much hair and they've stretched the fence line out so much that basically it's just an open door for them to come and go as they please, you know? Um, so that is the, the the little challenge with having sheep is that they have that, the, the you know, their fur and, um, you know, it it's pretty easy for them to slide through if they want to. Um, so that's kind of the case right now with a lot of the old fencing we have above my house. Um, I count it, oh man, there is probably like six big areas that they're just freely going in and out of. It is, uh, I'm really mad about it. <laughs> um, but like I said, that fence line is older already now and it's rusting out and basically just deteriorating. Um, so it's pretty easy for them to get through. So um, I'm going to add some new bob wire, obviously. And what we do, because the sheep are um, lower profile than the cattle, uh, we'll put like, say, three or four strands lower to the ground, maybe up to my waist high. I mean, we still have bob wire and stuff above that because there's still existing bob wire and hog wire there. But what I'm doing is adding on, right, fresh wire. That way we use the, the old stuff that's still there, plus we're adding on new stuff, right? So the more wire we have there, even if the stuff on the back of it is rusty, that's fine, you know, obviously. Uh, so we'll run, um, you know, at least three or four strands lower, more tight together. Um, and then we'll pull the wire really tight to make it really nice and tight so that way they cannot push through. So for them to kind of get through it is almost impossible now because of the way I'm laying out the fence wire. Um, it is too, the, the gap between each line of bob wire is way too small for their head to even get through. And the line is very, very tight. Um, so it's almost impossible for, it's pretty much impossible for them to get through at that point. Um, so that is my game plan tomorrow if I'm feeling up to it is start running just strands and strands and strands of bob wire. And start um, nailing them to the post and, you know, um, putting a bunch of fence clips on as we go down the line. And then there is different areas of the fence line where we'll use bob wire. And then there's different areas where we'll use hog wire. Um... Essentially, the the hog wire here in Hawaii is more expensive than the bob wire. Um, but there's pros and cons to both. And um, we try to use the hog wire in certain areas. And then bob wire for the rest of it. Because bob wire is a little bit cheaper. And um, you can go a longer distance. But you just got to do a lot more work. Because you're obviously nailing and clipping a ton of times, right? Uh, and then the way I unroll bob wire is on the back of my truck. I don't know if a lot of you guys know this, but on your truck bed at the very back by the tailgate, most of the trucks will have these holes at the very top of the rail. It has a hole and it's usually for like a pipe rack or um, there's many different things that you could use that for. Right. But it's usually for a pipe rack. What I do is um, I have a um, believe it or not, a very rudimentary system here is a tire iron you know the four-way tire iron the t what i do is i stick that down into the the rail of the bed and then i just slide my my big roll of bob wire right on top of it right because then it's basically acting as a um uh, a, a stationary 
um, point for the bulb wire to spin. You know, because it's got the shaft sticking up and the bulb wire is slid on top of it. And it works very well. Very, very well. And it keeps it up high. Because when you're driving, when the terrain is all up and down, having something dragging lower to the ground, you have a lot of slack, you know, a lot of things hanging up. So when it's up on top of the bed rail, it sits really high, which works out good because it's a lot easier to maintain the wire, take out a lot of the slack as you're pulling it, driving down the fence line. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's basically how I unspool a lot of the wire. Um, we do have other ways of spooling wire out, but for me, that's the, usually the fastest because the terrain is so uneven and it's really bad. Um, that works out really, really well for me. Um, so yeah, I'll just put a whole brand new roll, hook it up, and then just start driving down the fence line. And I mean, we're driving a long time until pretty much the brand new roll is almost gone. And then I'll stop, connect, and then I will um, stretch that line, make it tight, do all my um, clips and nails. And then I put another row on and I go right back to where I started or I can start from where I ended and drive back the other way uh, and then put another line on. Now there's, you know, obviously I could make something that could hold three spools at a time and so forth. But because we have existing fence line already, we're, we're not having to replace all the line, right? It's only usually one or two lines um, that we're replacing on usually the lower lines because of the sheep. Um, so that system I'm using right now works pretty well. But if I was going to run a brand new line, um, you know, obviously with brand new T-poles and, you know, um, um, wood poles or steel poles in the ground, um, then, yeah, I would easily um, hook up at least four or five rolls of bob wire one time and then drive down the fence line so I can basically unspool five lines or six lines one time, right? So that makes a lot it makes it a lot faster, obviously, especially when you're doing a lot of fencing. Um, but yeah, you know, there's different techniques to doing fencing, obviously. And, you know, uh, what works for you, great. You know, and what works for me, awesome. You know, maybe what works for me doesn't work for you, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, you know, think outside the box, guys. I use just basically a tire iron stuck in the end of the, the, the hole in the top of the bed on the, on the end. And that works out, like, surprisingly very well, very, very well. Um, but yeah, a lot of fencing today, guys. Oh, man. The wind, though. The wind is so strong today, guys. In fact, uh, let me look at my um, um, charge controller in my house right now and kind of give you guys an idea of what type of wattage I'm getting from the wind turbine. Um, I'm getting right now, let's see, 1,200 and... Well, it's a wind turbine, right? So it goes up and down all the time. But over 1,200 watts. Uh, right now, it's eight down to 800 then it goes back up to about a thousand um so she she changes a lot so you guys can see we're pushing over a thousand watts easy uh earlier today when the winds were a little bit windier um i was seeing 13 something almost 1400 watts um earlier today uh and then the total amount of power um for today alone and it right now it is 8 8 22 p.m and um, w the wind turbine by itself has produced um, 11.9 kilowatt hours today alone. So that's a, that's a ton of power. 11.9 kilowatt hours is what the wind turbine has produced today alone. Um, and then obviously I have solar. So yeah, tons of power, you know, tons and tons of power. In fact, when I woke up this morning... Because we had winds, for, I don't know, we've had winds for days now. It seems like it doesn't want to stop. 
Um, last night, just like tonight, my batteries are fully charged. They're staying fully charged because of how much wind power we have. And then obviously during the day, it's wind plus solar. So when I woke up this morning before I started my day to start fencing, um, I went to just go look at my um, charge controller um, display that I have in my home. And I was fully charged. Basically, everything was off <laughs> as far as charging because my batteries are charged. Um, so what I decided to do is just turn the hot water heater on even though I don't need to. I just decided to use the power up. And so I just had the hot water heater on all day just to take up some of that extra power. And in fact, I just turned off the hot water heater, I don't know, maybe like an hour and a half ago. Uh, and basically, um, yeah, the wind turbine is just maintaining a fully charged battery state at this point. Uh, I do have a 1500 watt um, like space heater running in the room. Uh, and then also, I you know, all my TVs and lights are on and we're still fully charged. Uh, I am essentially at 48.8 volts on my Tesla batteries. So that's working awesome and doing very well. So, yeah, you kind of got to love having, you know, multiple charging sources because the more the more ways to charge your battery bank and stay charged, the better off you're going to be, right? Um, and the other thing is, too, when we have, like, it's been like this for almost a week now where, you know, it's been really windy. The wind turbine plus the um, solar panels combined is a really nice combination, especially for where I live. Because essentially the battery voltage like almost never drops. It almost just stays completely charged all the time. Because we have such high winds where we live and the wind turbine is obviously pushing well over a thousand watts. And you know it goes back and forth but it's continuous right back and forth you know i'm looking at it now it's like 850 uh it drops down to 600 then jumps up to like 1300 so you know it's a constant charge though it's always putting something in uh so that's very nice and then obviously since i do have so much extra power um i can easily use the power at will which is very nice you know keep the heaters on in the house and yeah no problems so, uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about my day-to-day, -day, guys. I'm a little tired. It's been a long day um, doing fencing by myself. Um, but this is what you have to do to maintain a ranch. Now, keep in mind that the, the section that I have to, I'm hoping I can get to tomorrow, is still, it's a huge section. And it is massive, the amount of fencing there is there. It is massive, guys. Um, it is probably, oh, man, probably at least half a mile long, somewhere around there. Uh, and then that's only one section. I still have to go on to the back section because essentially the way our property, we have the way we have it is um, directly down the middle of our property, we have a fence line. And that's how we divide, um, you know, the property up into two sections. And the back side of the property is where we keep the cattle. The front side of the property where my home is at, and you guys see in the YouTube videos with the sheep roaming around, is the front half. So all this fencing I'm doing is only for the front half, and I'm not even done yet, obviously. So once I finish up this other section, um, hopefully <laughs> in a day or two here, I can jump onto the back section, which is the second section, and there's a ton of work to do out there. I mean, we're going to be running thousands, I mean miles, literally miles of fence line. It is no joke, guys. So there's a lot of work ahead of me, but um, I feel very motivated because I just want to get this all taken care of. That way, I don't have to worry about my animals escaping or other animals coming in. Uh, we actually had a um, neighbor's um, ram. I guess it's a really domesticated ram for their for their kids um, up the road from us. And um, it got loose 
And it just basically walked right into our property and was kicking back with all our sheep for the last like three days. Um, so yesterday evening, actually, I caught that sheep, that ram, and um, I called the, you know, the owner up and I said, hey, I got your sheep. You need to come get it. And they said, okay, no problem. Sorry about it getting loose. I said, nah, it's not a big deal. But you can see how easy it is for that animal just to walk in like no problem. And it had the leash still dragging behind it. It was so funny. <laughs> uh, I took it out to our front gate, tied it up to a post, and um, the owner came down and picked it up. So they got their animal back, and that animal was out of our um, pasture as well. Uh, but yeah, that's the you know the way um, ranching goes, guys. You're going to have ups and downs. But in the end, guys, you know it's not really stressful. It's just it's just a lot of work. You know, you can't be scared to work and you can't be scared to get cut up. That's another thing I should point out. I burnt I burnt through a brand new pair of gloves today because of the ball wire, right? Um, burnt through that. So I buy um, gloves in bulk at this point. Uh, I just basically buy the whole box um, because we just burn through them. And then not only that, my favorite gloves actually that last the longest is welding gloves. I love welding gloves. Welding gloves for bob wire, you don't even feel the bob wire, the bob wire. So if you guys are fencing with bob wire and you guys are not using welding gloves, get you a pair of welding gloves and you will see the difference. We've been using welding gloves since I was a, a little boy. It's just so that's what we use. It just makes sense. But obviously, if you're you know doing more of a um, um, fine-tuned task, um, the welding gloves ain't the best because they're bulky and they're you know. Um, they always get in the way, right? But when you're doing bob wire and fencing and stuff like that where, you know, the barbs on the bob wire can really cut you up, especially brand new stuff. It's like razor sharp. The welding gloves is the way to go. They actually last the longest. Uh, then I do have uh, a different type of gloves for like if I'm tying wire. That way I have more movement in my hands. So I'm always switching between the welding gloves and my other gloves constantly. Um, just to make the job um, flow a lot faster and easier. Because I don't want to fight with big bulky gloves when I don't need the big bulky gloves, right? So, And then also I do have like a tool belt that I keep on me with tons of fence clips and nails and um, my special tools that I use for fencing. Uh, and then in the back of the truck is where I can always refill my little tool bag. So we got buckets of nails and buckets of fence clips and bob wire and hog wire and stretchers and chains and <laughs> never ends um but that's kind of my little setup and how i flow when i do fencing guys <coughs> excuse me so uh yeah we'll see tomorrow morning is probably going to be the same as today as far as power wise because it's been like this for man i don't know like a week now so um yeah gotta love it so anyway guys just want to talk to you guys about my day hope you guys day is going well maybe some of the Maybe some of the things I spoke about as far as fencing or even how we deal with our animals uh, might help you. Maybe you're thinking about jumping into, you know, a farm or a ranch or raising animals or whatever it may be. Um, you know, if you're doing fencing, get you a pair of welding gloves, guys. I'm telling you. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. And I'll see you guys on the next one.